0: All right, um, I just want to say good afternoon, everybody. Um, today's Sunday, May 26th. It's, um, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, 12 p.m. Um, I just want to see how everybody's doing today. You know, thank you for tuning in on my podcast. Um, I'm not even gonna lie, I don't even know what episode this is. I think this is episode 7, episode 8, or something like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't keep track, you know what I'm saying. But it's whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, I just want to thank everybody that's, um, that's yes, for listening to my podcast. Um, you know, before I talk about what today's episode is going to be about, I just want to um, give a shout out to, to a close friend of mine. Um, his name is Andre Kroll. You know, I just want to thank him for... um He listened to my last episode. And then, um, you know, he definitely gave... He definitely spread the word out on his Instagram and telling his followers that, you know, people should be tuning in on my podcast you know i just want to thank him for that because you know he didn't he didn't even have to do that and he did anyway so you know yo, i just want to thank you bro i really appreciate it man you know that means a lot and you know i'm glad that you know we can support each other you know what i'm saying um anything that you that that he wants to do i'm always going to support him you know i believe he's going to achieve a lot he's a smart kid he's very humble quiet you don't judge nobody and i just you know i pray for him and that he makes it and everything will be alright, you know, it's always good to have close friends Um, you know, before I, I guess what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to talk to you guys about myself You know, I guess in the, the last previous ep- um, episodes, I always just go straight into what I'm going to talk about But, you know, let me just give you a little brief summary about myself, you know You know, my name's David Hockaday, I'm 28 years old, I'm going to be turning 29 in, in about a month You know, I live in New York, i going to raise in Yendell, Long Island I'm about, I don't know, six feet, about 200 pounds. Um, I'm African-American. I guess right now, um, I work two part-time jobs. And plus I'm trying to study for some certifications. You know, I'm trying to to break into the IT field because I recently just graduated from college um, last May. Um, I don't really have an easy life. You know it's definitely overwhelming trying to work two part-time jobs and study for two different certifications and trying to do yard work at the same time it's not easy sometimes I get overwhelmed but you know I pray to God that you know this works out and I'm praying that I, I don't give up and I continue to work hard you know just I'm not gonna go into detail I'll, I'll speak about this in another podcast but just to briefly go into detail a little bit um you know I would say from 2013 to 2017, and you know, I was I was working a job that I didn't like, and I was pretty miserable and I didn't like it, so I kind of wasted four, four years doing something else, and I decided to quit and go back to school. but um you know now I'm trying to break into the i.t field, and um it's something that I want to do, and it excites me, but you know, since I have no experience sometimes, you know I have doubts if I would if I ever would be a good network engineer. 'Cause you know, I have no experience and I hope it's just I believe it's something that I will love, but you know, you know, sometimes you know it's not easy trying to get a career, especially as a black man. It's never easy. But you know, um I won't go briefly I'm only gonna go briefly into this. I'll probably talk about this in future episodes. You know. Um also too, you know, I have a blog on WordPress. um, Damn it, shit! I don't even know the blog name off the top of my top of my head. I'll just give you the link in the description one of these days. You know what I'm saying? You could go check that out. I wrote over like 300 posts. You know, a total. I probably been writing poetry since shit since one, Almost five years since 2014. And you know, speaking of Andre, you know, and I mentioned him earlier. He was. He's part of the reasons why I got into poetry, so I, I got to thank him for that too. Because I think it was his idea. I wrote a poem, I sent it to him. He said, "Become a poet." So, definitely, you know, I definitely thank him for that as well. Um. So yeah, so you know, that's just a little brief summary about myself. You know, the reason why I decided to give a brief summary is because you know, I guess I got, you, I guess I, I'm at the point where I want you guys to get to know me a little bit better. You know, um, I'm gonna start opening up a little bit more, little by little. You know, and um, Today's topic uh, Let's see, I'm going to talk about Briefly, I'm I'm probably going to talk briefly About a few things Um, One thing I'm going to talk about I guess the first thing, I'm going to talk about Interracial couples I'm also going to talk about, you know Why it's so hard to find true love And And I'm just going to talk about um, You know, black people in general As a whole so you know this podcast is gonna be a little bit longer than my previous pot than my previous z- previous episodes. you know my previous episodes usually be from about two to ten minutes long. This one might be about i don't know twenty minutes to a half hour so the first thing I'm gonna talk about I guess I'll talk about you know interracial couples and interracial marriages and how I feel about this um you know interracial interracial couple is where you're dating somebody that's not within your race. You're dating somebody outside your race. So let's say yeah, you know, you're a black person, you're dating somebody that's not black. You're dating somebody that's white, that's Spanish, Asian, you know, that's what inter interracial couple is. It's basically a couple where both people aren't the same race. That's basically what it is. Um, my opinions on it, you know, I don't I don't really um I think it's a I think it's a good thing, it's a beautiful thing that, you know, we can set people based on not by the color of skin, but who they are on the inside. So I definitely think it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's very, it's very, um, I love to see interracial couples. You know, I think it's very good, but I'm gonna say this here. It's not something that I will go out my way and and glorify as well either. And me, you know, coming from the black culture, being a black man, um, I think it's a great feeling And I'm going to speak, and this one right here, I'm I'm definitely going to speak. This is more concerned with uh, black people. Um, I feel like, you know, out of all races, we're the most, black people is the most divided race. You know, it's no secret. You know, we never, you know, we always say things that we never stick together. We never help each other. We never support each other. You know, it's just, it is what it is. So, um, but I always feel like on social media and stuff like that now, this is just what I feel. Now, everybody might have a different... A different opinion on this but I always feel like black people are always the ones that encourage to date outside their race you know I feel like other races honest encourage to date outside their race like black people are you know that's the only thing um I think everybody should be encouraged to date outside their race not just black people you know and, and tell you the truth too the reason why I glorify black people dating outside the race now I think it's a wonderful thing when a black person date outside their race, but I don't glorify either because I said, you know, a little while ago, we're the most divided race. You know what I'm saying? I feel like at all races, like we have it the toughest when trying to find love, trying to get married, trying to get a house, trying to have the kids. We have the most struggles. And I feel like, you know, to date outside the race, I think it's a beautiful thing. But you know, I, a lot of times, like I've heard, you know, black men say, I don't fuck with black women." I heard that a lot. Um, I I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, a few years ago, I kinda used to have that mentality. I always felt like, you know, like black women was so difficult and hard to deal with and they always have attitude problems. That's how I used to think, but you know, I realized that was immature and ignorant thinking because no woman is perfect no matter what race she is and believe me there's some white women there's some Spanish women that that get just as nasty as a black woman you get what I'm saying I think the attitude depends on the individual not by the color of their skin I think the difference is is when a black woman you know has an attitude problem it's like we make it a it's, it's made a bigger deal you get what I'm saying but there's white women too that that get very bitchy and get very um get very bitchy as well. You get what I'm saying, but you know when the black woman gets loud, it's like I do not know. I feel like it's it's they it make it feel like it's ten times worse when other women of other races have just as bad an attitude as black women. So all the world I'm trying to say is every race has their flaws, and not to go off topic, because I know we're talking about interracial, you know, couples. But um, you know, again, I think it's a, you know it's a um it's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? I always. You know, if if somebody, like a close friend of mine, that's black, wants to date somebody outside their race, white, Spanish, you know, I'm gonna support my friend regardless, you know what I'm saying? Cause true love is about, you know, loving the person based on the content of their character, not by the color of their skin, but at the same time, I'm not gonna, you know, glorify and, 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 you know, put a pulse and say, you know, all black people should date outside their race. I ain't doing that either. Because at the end of the day, I understand why some black people don't want to do that. And just because you don't want to date outside of your race, don't mean you're racist. It doesn't mean that. You know, I I believe as a a black person, you don't have to. It's okay to not want a, a white spouse. Because, you know, you might want your kids to be black. There's nothing wrong with that. That don't mean you're racist. It's just that, you know... You know, with your family, you got to be picky and vice versa. If a white person don't want to date a black person, you know, I don't I don't think they're racist. It's just the same thing. It's just that, you know, you you want your kids to be you may want your kids to be white. I have no problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I also believe, you know, a white man can marry, you know, a white man can marry marry a black woman and be racist and vice versa. You can you can have a black man marry a white woman and you can say I don't fuck with white people. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. End of the day, long story short, the lesson is, you know, date somebody by the content of character, not by the color of your skin, and don't feel pressured to date somebody outside your race if you ever stay within your race. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just my opinion. You know, you, got, you guys can comment below in my blog. For those of you that follow my blog, you can comment below in the comment section and tell me how you feel, or you know, you can definitely send me a voice message and tell me, you know, how you feel about what I just said You know You don't have to Agree with me You know I love to You know Hear things from Different point of views As long as you Keep it respectful That's just all acts Um what, what was the next thing I'm talking about I guess true love Why is it so hard To find true love You know I think I spoke about this To, to a couple of people This is something I've been thinking about For years You know I I really don't have a straight answer to this. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to give you just my opinion and what affects true love over the years. And this is something that's just straight off the level. Right? I didn't do no research or stuff like this. It's just built off experiences. And this is my own logic and my own unique thinking of why I feel true love might be hard to find. Um, one thing, you know, I'm going to say is this. In this generation compared to, you know, 40, 50 years ago, I feel like sex now is a lot easier to get now than what it was you know 30 40 years ago i feel like kids are starting younger they, they're more mature you know it goes into technology too technology makes people faster pace you know i gotta break this down you know what i'm saying i gotta break this down on a deeper level because the thing about it is let's start with technology man i got so many thoughts in this i don't even know where to start shit <laughs> but yeah let's start with technology um technology advanced over the years and because of technology, you know, we have internet access. Whereas 30, 40 years ago, we didn't have no internet. You know, internet, you have internet access. So now you can learn information at a faster pace than you did, you know, 40, 50 years ago. So, you know, technically, you know, we're becoming more like we're more efficient robots than what we were 40, 50 years ago. And speaking of technology, what has improved as time goes on, you know, we got the internet and then these ideas keep coming and then you know you got online dating started to come into play you know there's a positive and a negative to that you see before online dating you know you had you had to um, you know you had to articulate you had to be clever you had to go up to a, to a person that you are liking to articulate and you had to you know tell them how you felt and you had to try to get their phone number and we're going back to the days where before there were cell phones you actually had to call on the house phone You see, in some ways, when times are like that, it was harder to get sex. But I feel like it was a little bit easier to find true love, to get married and have kids. I'm not saying it was easy then, but I feel like it was easy to do that back then. Then you had the cost of living and then you had music. There's a lot of different factors that goes into this. But, you know, sticking with technology, online dating, for example. I don't know when online dating started. Early 2000s, mid 2000s. You know, they got Match.com okay cupid plenty of fish he harmony, me all this other bullshit you know whatever you get the idea but um online dating it's some positive to it but I, sometimes i think it's more of a negative than a positive positive. and i don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I, I used it before the reason why sometimes i feel like it can be a negative is because you know you you, you got um you got all these profiles let's say you're a guy looking for you know woman you got all these women you know you're just looking through profiles profiles it's like online shopping almost it's almost like you're shopping for a person technically um so you know you go you search you're looking for a match you find a match you send her a message but then you go to another person then you go to another person you go to another person and on vice versa for a young lady especially that's attractive she's getting like 40 50 messages a day she might not have time to read all of that so that's making it harder for a gentleman that's really looking for a soulmate because it's so many messages. And articulating with somebody online, it's a faster-paced concept because you text them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like you can, you know, you can use the online dating apps on your cell phone, so you can basically talk to them anywhere, anytime. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to say... I don't know. To meet somebody online. How long does it take? I'm gonna say three to four weeks, about a month, because you know you talk to them for you know two, three days. You get their number. You text them for a little bit, and then you know what I'm saying. And then um, after that, eventually you, uh, you you end up meeting up. You see, just break that down for a minute, because why are you talking to them for that full month every single day? You're going to learn a lot about... You know, you can learn a lot about that person. I feel like within that month, even though it's only a month, it feels like you might know that person for a long time because we're so glued to our cell phones and all we do is we want to text all day. Whereas back in the day when you're comparing it, like, you had to get the person's home phone number and then if you was... In, in the world where cell phones didn't exist, it was like you didn't have access to speak to that person all day. So sometimes you have to go to work, you have to wait till 8 o'clock and then you speak to them on the home phone. So I felt like... um conversation then was limited but the, but, but the, um, the positive the con I mean the pro to, to it being it that way back in the day was when I felt like when you went on the first day you probably had more to talk about because you know what it is because there's still a lot more to learn whereas in this era now when you're texting you know all day 24/ 7 it's like sometimes you get on the first day it's, a, it's a, I'm not going to say it's guaranteed but it's the possibility that that you might not have nothing to talk about. Because y'all talking about a lot of things through text. You know what I'm saying? And in this era now, it's to the point where, too... Where a lot of people don't want to speak on the phone no more. And I'm guilty of this shit, too. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate speaking on the phone. You know, if I'm talking to a girl, you know... Online or whatever, i be telling them, like... Yo, look, I ain't really the type of person that likes to make phone calls. I don't really like... I don't know. I just don't like doing that shit. I think technology... It makes, makes us have lazy vocabulary sometimes, and sometimes um, that could be a downfall into why dating could get, um, that's why um, dating and trying to marry your soulmate could be a lot harder in this generation because I think technology sometimes can make us bored faster you know technology everything's technology technology in some ways is good because you know you have more to do it's exciting but then it can make our basic lives boring like having a conversation or trying to go out and play sports and stuff like that it kind of minimizes the um it minimizes the fun out of that if you get what, if you understand what I'm trying to say so um with that being said you know now i remember i also just said you know a little while ago that sex is easier to get than it was back in the day as well that has something to do with technology but that also that also too i think music plays a, a part in that as well but sometimes you know i have mixed feelings about that too you know what i'm saying is it really easier now than it was back in the day you know, for the most part, I feel like it was. I think it's easier now. I think a lot of people now, like, it's very common. Like, I think it's common, you know, on average, like, it's not that hard to have sex on the first date now in this in this era. I feel like, you know, people are more willing to uh, get comfortable and have sex on the first date. You know, that has to do with technology because... You know, with technology is making people more fast pace. and you know, you're speaking to somebody online, you're getting more comfortable around them. So it feels like you know them for a while. When you only, in reality, only, been speaking to that person for like two or three weeks. So when you finally get on a date, you know, it could feel like you know that person for a while. And people just, you know, take it to the next level. And half of the time, well, I don't, I don't want to go off topic, but shit, half of the time on the first date. It's so crazy, like half the time these people are having sex in their cars and shit, they not even bring you to the house. People do it right in the car. Like, this is the norm of this generation. But that's that's a whole nother topic. I don't wanna get into that. What I'm trying to say is um sex com- sometimes can make it um can make it harder to, to find true love sometimes. Because and I remember I went on this on my previous episodes that um about how about my opinions on, you know, waiting till marriage to have sex. You know, I think it's a a positive and I think it's something that it is recommended. But I understand if you don't want to do that. But I'm going to break that down. Like, I think a lot of us, you know, we have sex really early. But the thing about it is with sex, when we're not waiting for it, we all can agree. I think about 90% of us could agree that sex definitely, you know, plays a part in marriage, you know, it might not be the most important thing, but sex is important. And I think nobody doesn't want um, sex that's not satisfying. You want a partner that knows that can satisfy your needs. And I think it's a big disappointment if your partner doesn't fulfill the requirements it doesn't satisfy your needs. You know, even if you don't want to admit it, but it's really the truth. Um, when it comes to sex, the problem is, is that, you know, you got all these sites, you know, sex is glorified you see it on TV, you got porno, you can, I remember, they don't have Backpage no more, but, you know, you can, um, you had Backpage back in the day, and then, and prior to that, you know, it's so easy, you can go out and just pay for sex, it's not hard, you get what I'm saying, Um, I guess that makes it harder, because, you know, people are, are judgmental in this world. And you know, I have seen it where you know you might have a guy or a girl. You know, you might have your significant other. It might fill all the requirements. You know, you might have a good job, good career. Um, you know, patient, good personality, have good goals, dress nice, and everything. But let's say if the sex, if they lacking in the sex department, that can crumble the relationship. And that's the problem is that I think we put sex is important, but I think some of us put it on a high pedestal It's like we allow it to control the outcome of a relationship or a marriage when it shouldn't be like that Because I think when people get, you know, wax, you know, when when people say the sex is whack You know, people, you know, gossip to their friends and criticize their partner for being whack in the bedroom But at the end of the day, we all started off an experience. It takes practice, because you don't know why that person is whack. You know, that person's not performing well in the bedroom. It could be an anxiety problem. But you see, people don't give a fuck. People just, like, nah, I'm not getting my knee satisfied. I'm going to find another person. That's how people think. You know, that's why I suck sometimes. That's why, as I got older, I'm starting to understand, you know, why fornication is a sin. Because I think if everybody went to marriage, maybe, maybe this wouldn't be a problem. But again, you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, you know that you know to wait to marriage that's that's on you but this is just something that I'm I was just thinking about you know because we get very judgmental with sex and vice versa like I said you know how sex can make a relationship crumble you know good sex can make a bad relationship stretch longer than it was supposed to because I have seen so many people deal with a person you know the person don't have nothing good to offer you know what I'm saying the person ain't got a job the person might not um your parents might not like this person. The person don't got a job. don't got nothing good going for themselves. All y'all do is argue all the damn time. But then you always wonder to yourself, why are you still with this person? Like, I'm sure most of you got friends. They dealing with somebody. They ain't got shit going on for themselves. Nobody likes that person. But yet you wonder, why do they keep going back to this person? And, you know, most people will admit it. But a good reason, one good reason. I'm not going to say sex is the only reason. But good sex plays a, a strong roll into that if sex is really good you know people people get addicted to good sex and it can cloud your judgment and it can make you dealing with a a toxic person that you shouldn't be dealing with and that's crazy and that plays a a big role so people um sex is definitely you know that could be a roadblock to why people don't why it's hard to find true love because back in the day you know since um life was a little bit slower paced and more old-fashioned you know i think sex took i'm not gonna say you know sometimes i don't think um you know i i don't know i gotta think about this for a minute because i know i was getting ready to say that you know sex was it took a little longer to get back in the day, but I, I don't know. Because even back then, I know in the early 90s, late 80s, t- teenage pregnancy was very high back then too. And that was like before technology really got more efficient. So I have to really think about this. I think what I was, you know what I think sometimes, sometimes I do think that it was a little bit harder to get sex back in the day. Because I know back in the day, if you go back even further to the 60s and the 50s, I think people, when they used to go on the first date, I remember back in the day, like, even in the 70s, too, and probably the 80s, it was so common that the man, when he used to go, and, um, he used to go on a date with a girl, he would go to a house actually go ring the doorbell you see the difference see now back you see the comparison now we just text the person we pull up to the front and be like yo i'm outside back then people had to go in ring the doorbell have the flowers in their hand it's like yeah this is for you and you had to meet the parents on the before you even took her on the first date and speak to the father like what time are you bringing her back oh, i'll bring her back by 9 p.m that was the norm back in like the, the 70s you know what i'm saying it was it's it was so different back you know it was different back then so that's why sometimes I do think it sex was, you know, more. I don't. Uh, what's the word? Sex was. Um, you had to work harder to get the sex, in those in that time period. But then sometimes, you know, I'm not sure because again, technology, like I said, makes people more efficient. Maybe people were just as, up, you know, what's the word? People were maybe were just as fast, giving it up, you know, fast back then as well. Maybe it's just that the difference is because technology maybe you know we're more exposed and gossip is more prominent now than it was back then due to technology and everything like that so i don't know maybe it was just as easy as it was back then too i honestly don't know you know what i'm saying and also too the cost of living too as well you see just this just, just, just to um i'm not gonna keep you long i'm gonna speak about this briefly but the cost of living is not keep no no salaries is not keeping up with the cost of living. Cost of living is getting more expensive now. Wow. So, to break that down, how that affect relationships, you know, back in the day, you know, you know, before World War Two, women couldn't even work. And you know, it was a man, woman it was illegal for women to work, it was just a man working and then I think when men went to fight when World War Two happened and men went to war, I think women took you know, women took place at the men's jobs in the factories and stuff like that and Back then, women wasn't as, were more dependent on men, back then than they were now. Now, cost of living is so expensive, so now you need two people to have a good income to support a family. Whereas back then, in the '60s and the '70s, if you was, if a man was making seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars an hour, the woman probably necessarily didn't need to work. She could stay at home and be a housewife. Whereas now, that housewife shit is kind of like kind of rare, you know you know what i'm saying like men can't afford to take care of you know a family as as they were back in the 60s because cost of living is just so expensive now compared to back then back then you know women were dependent on men to to um to pay the bills whereas men were depending on women to do all the chores around the house that's how it worked um but now it's necessarily not like that because this is a different era and different time. Now, here's the problem right here. You see, back then, the woman knew her role. You know, she was a housewife. She did her, she did her, sure. The man knew his role. I'm out to work and pay the bills and provide for the family. So I think in those days, divorce rates wasn't as high. Now, I ain't saying that I agree with that way because, you know, it's kind of putting women, you know, Beneath men And women are equal to men So I'm not going to say I agree with this tradition But when it was like this The divorce rates Was much lower I think now Here's the problem I'm going to tell you What it really is In this era now You need both people To work to support a family And both people Are working You know Both people Have to chip in And do the chores You know Maybe the wife Can cook while the husband You know Do the laundry Or you know Work something out But here's the problem and this is, I'm going to talk about men and women. This is the problem with both men and women. You see, men still talk about they want to, you know, want things to be old-fashioned. Like, a man would want a wife. Man want it all. Like, he wants a wife that makes good money, that's independent. And then he still wants her to um, cook and clean when she comes home. And he's not, you know, know—will—you know willing to pitch in. It's like he wants her to have some qualities of the woman in the old-fashioned days and back in the old days and yet he wants her to work you know what i'm saying like you you kind of have that person like you have that that situation and it can't be like that because you're going to burn her out like she's going to need help it's she's she's working just like you and then um she has to do most of the chores well my wife definitely got to know how to cook my wife has to clean i can't marry a girl that can't cook her clean you know this is not how it was back in the day because now you know men and women create an equal he could learn how to cook and clean you know why can't he do it that's how i feel you know everything is split down everything is split you know marriage is about 50 50 and if she's working and then you know she shouldn't have to cook all the time y'all can split it up or she can do all the cooking but jen you have to do the laundry you get what i'm saying like it has to be some type of common ground i think that's a problem because men i think they feel like they won't admit this, but I think some men feel like cooking and cleaning and stuff like that. It's a woman's job when it's everybody's job to do that. Because men, and I believe this, with, and this is like with men that makes a lot of money, you know, over six figures that makes more than enough money to provide. I feel like those type of men sometimes... I heard a story with somebody that I work with. I'm not going to go into details, put their business out there. But I remember somebody had a good job. This person, she had a good job. You know, this is when she just had kids. She had a really good job making a lot of money. She was making twice as much money as she was now. But what happened was um, her husband told her, like, yo, look, you know, I make enough money. Why don't you just see going and take care of the kids? And she listened to him, and she did that. And then I think he cheated on her and left her for another girl. And then she was asked out because she didn't have a job. So now, you know, she's working at a, another job and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's a decent job. It's good and stuff like that, but... I know um, if she can go back in time, I think she would do things differently because she probably would be further ahead than what she is now. I mean, she's still doing good now, but she probably have been further ahead if she never would have quit that job. So, you know, you got to be careful of that, you know what I'm saying? Because men sometimes, they think because they make all the money, pay all the bills, they can, they can tell you and, and do and treat you any, you know, make all the decisions and, and try to be in charge. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know men's supposed to leave, but, you know, Money doesn't mean you control everything in a relationship or in a marriage. It, it ain't like that. I think money gets into people's head. So that's another reason why sometimes it may be hard to, to um, find true love or hard to get married. And also, too, you know, that's in the man's point of view. That's how some men think. And women, on the other hand, you know, with them, they feel like, you know, they definitely want a man now that's working. They ain't going to go for no broke. No broke men we get that but i think sometimes women they expect men to pay all the bills and still help out with the chores and pay all the bills when she's working too you get what i'm saying like she's working she's making almost as much money as you are i mean he might make a little bit more but she's not you know she's almost on his level and they expect him to pay all the bills and pay for everything and still help out with the chores you get what I'm saying? It's like, all right, come on, man. What What's going on here? Like, you want me to help out with the chores, but you should be helping out with the bills. You know, he can't pay for everything now. He might pay for, like, the, 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 the um, more expensive bills, maybe, like, the mortgage and stuff. But you got to chip in and, and do some of the food. You got to help out, too. You know, that's what it is. He shouldn't have to carry you, especially if you're on his level. You know, sometimes I might be crossing the line by saying this because, you know, I'm not saying this is for every independent woman that's making money, but sometimes, you know, we all know what a gold digger is, you know, it's just a woman that's just using a man for some money. We know what a gold digger is, but with a man, you know, I think sometimes you'll find a lot of gold diggers are women that have good jobs. Sometimes it be the women that have good jobs that the independent usually be the worst ones. Those usually be the ones that use men for their money. It usually, those be the most greedy ones, you know? And I'm not putting all women in that category I'm not putting all independent women And in saying that All independent women are gold diggers Because it's not true I'm not saying that But you'll be surprised How many women got money how Got their own money Making a six figure salary or just, or just trying to um, Still trying to look for a come up Or for other men That's making more That's very common It's more common than you think Sometimes you know Women that don't have shit That ain't about nothing if you get to know them a little bit sometimes you realize they have a lot of potential and those I'm not saying that you you should you should marry those type of women but sometimes those women usually be the ones that I feel like um accept you for who you are all they ask for is time and attention you know that's that's really what they're asking for the only you know what I'm saying sometimes it's kind of tough to pick those type of women because, you know, if you want to marry somebody, you, you, you want to have kids, you want their mother to be somebody. You want, you, want, you, want kid, you want to have kids to be proud of your mother. And, you know, if you have a mother that's not really, you know, didn't do nothing with her life, you know what I'm saying? That's not something that you want. That's not the type of girl you want to be with. And I know it sounds cold-hearted like that, but you want something that you want. You want to be proud of something. You Get what I'm saying You just want to be proud of something And being proud of something Is just working hard for it That's just all it is Just look, doing the best that you can You know Not all of us Is going to have Six six figure Six figure salaries Not all of us Are capable of making that But it's alright Just just work a harsh day of work And be proud of what you do Like Let's say Man I got so much shit to say I'm going to just talk about this briefly Because I know I'm going off topic Let, Let's say Um you know, to be successful, it's not, my, it's not always how much money you make, but it's what you do. That's what I believe. Because you know what? You got porn stars and fucking strippers and drug dealers. You know, they make a lot of money. I know drug lords that, that can make, you know, I know. Back in the day, there was drug dealers that were millionaires. But as a drug dealer, would you be proud if your son was a drug dealer even though he's making millions of dollars? year? hell no. The money ain't always everything. Money doesn't always buy success. It does play a part. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's not. Money shouldn't be... You shouldn't judge people off their money. That's just basically what I'm saying. You know, it's I got it's a lot of... um. I know it's a lot of things I'm touching. I'm going all over the place, but I'm just sharing my thoughts. So just please bear with me. But um, like I was saying, you know, money shouldn't be... Damn, I, I lost my train of thought I was talking about money Yeah money shouldn't be You know what I'm saying Money's the motivation But Do what you love first And then the money comes later Now I'm not saying You know Settle for a McDonald's job And and, and, and um, you, you should be fine Making minimum interest of life I ain't saying that either you know, Especially if you went to college you know, if you, you know what I'm saying But at the end of the day I should never judge her. You should never be ashamed For working at McDonald's You should be ashamed For not trying hard that's what you should be ashamed of. So when a person been working for McDonald's for 30, 40 fucking years, you should be ashamed. Not because you're working at McDonald's. But if, if but if you went to school, you got a degree, you got a master's degree, but you're still working at McDonald's for 30, 40, 50 years, and you're not even trying to do better, that's not something to be proud of because you know you can do better than that. Now if you take now let me give you another example. If you take a felon that that went to jail, Kill crime he didn't commit for like 20 years let's say it was murder or rape or some shit like that and he get out 20 years later you know he kind of has a uh, he has a record so for somebody like him to work at mcdonald's you know what i'll be proud of somebody like that because you know what that's that's you know what for him to just find a job knowing that he's been in jail for all those years you know what i'm proud of that because you got so many other motherfuckers that think they they better than mcdonald's you know what i'm saying like mcdonald's there's nothing more than working at mcdonald's you know what I'm saying? Start off with. It's only a problem if you choose to make a career into McDonald's knowing that you have a lot more to offer. That's what I'm going to say. Because, you know, these minimum wage jobs, working at these retail positions, they teach you the basic skills that you need for a career. Because one thing that you learn at these retail jobs is communication. You have to. And one thing that you know about these retail jobs is that when you're in retail and you don't know, you know what I'm saying? Retail, they don't really train you that good. You know what I'm saying? They just treat you to bare minimum. You're gonna be in a situation where you might have to deal with an angry customer or you might have to deal with a situation where you don't know what you're doing. And that prepares you for the job world. So that's why I always recommend teenagers, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, even if you're 25, 26 years old, if you're looking for a career and you know that it's gonna take you a while because you gotta take some certifications or go to school, there's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's or working at Best Buy. You know, just develop your customer service skills because those are the skills you need that can help you for a career shit I can't believe I went off topic I was supposed to be talking about true love and shit oh man I went off topic man it is what it is basically what I'm just trying to say back to you know with the true love you know there's a lot of different reasons why it's so hard and you know basically what men you know remember something too you know this is not old-fashioned if you want a wife to cook and clean there's nothing wrong like you sure want a wife that knows how to do those things but you got to make sure you know how to do those things too and if you can't do those things and she does you should be asking to teach you how to do those things you know don't depend on her to do all the cooking and cleaning and you know you gotta you gotta help her out that's just what it is and vice versa for women you know if you're gonna marry a husband like you do want your husband to be the you know the main provider i get that but you got to help him out too like you know what i'm saying you got to help him out and um you know, you got to help him out here and there. You got to volunteer. You know what I'm saying? You got to help out with, with some, some of the finances, too. It's not just all on him just because he's the man. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure most of you women want men that's going to help you with the cooking and cleaning. So you got to help out with the finances. It's just all about being fair. That's just all it is. You know, sometimes, another good thing, too, I'm going to say. I just thought of something. Again, I'm crossing the line with this, but I'm just I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes women say, you know, women want to be treated independent, be treated like men. But, you know, when it's time for that to happen and you put them in that situation, then all of a sudden women sometimes, I'm not going to say all old, old women don't do this, but some of them, they'll, they'll throw in your face, But like, you the man you're supposed to provide. You're supposed to do this. They'll, they they so quick on to telling you, like, they'll try to, on social media, and tell you, like, how a man is supposed to be. Or criticize a man for not being the man, but then, yo, you know what I'm saying? Half of you women are not being a woman. You know what I'm saying? Y'all acting like little kids. Y'all expect men to support y'all and, and make all the decisions for y'all. A man's supposed to lead, but you gotta help him out. That's what it's about. You know, sometimes women say they wanna be independent, they wanna do this, but then when you put them in that situation, you know, they don't know how to do that. Then they wanna play the car while well, you're the man, you're supposed to be in charge. You get you get what I'm saying. I know that's a little unclear, but you know, um, well, basically what I'm trying to say is, you know, if you wanna be independent, you know, you're equal to men. So basically, you know, if he's paying for the finances he needs your help, you should have no problem helping him out when he needs to. That's just all I'm saying. And stuff like that. And you know what, just because a man is in charge and you gotta take lead. Like, yes, his job is to provide and protect the family because he's the man. Because men, I guess, are you know a little bit stronger physically, and I guess that's how God meant it to be. So, yes, he's gonna be the provider and he's gonna be the protector. But you know, the woman too gotta protect a man as well. That's yeah, just something I, I gotta say, and vice versa with men. You know, you, you know, men want to talk about I'm a real, you know, you wanna be a man, but remember. You know as a man you got to protect and love our wives you shouldn't be you know trying to bully them and boss them around like they're little kids they're not you're not your kids you're not there to raise them you're there to you know be a husband for them you know support them protect them and you know support them and protect them and you have to listen to them too it says that in the Bible: a man shall love his wife and listen to her yes like at the end of the day you know, I guess as a man, you know, you're going to be making a lot of decisions. You're going to be taking charge. Remember, you have to listen to your wife because your wife is your equal. She's not your kid. And you can't be treating her like she's a little kid. She's your equal. And I'm going to tell you something, too. When you, when you, I feel like as a man, when you, you know, when you provide for your lady and you're a protector and you're a guider, but you're doing it in a humble way. You got to allow her to have her own free will. Allow her to be her own person. You know, I think I'm not gonna say all, but someone will be more willing to allow you to take charge. You see, the problem is sometimes men take it too far and they try to be your dad when they when they when they not your father. You shouldn't be living. You know what I'm saying? As a, as a vice for a woman. You know how you know you're in a toxic marriage? You shouldn't be living with a man. If you living with a if you have a husband. And you feels like it's like living with your father. they trying to tell you what you do. Then if you're going to have to deep talk with him and things going to have to change or you might have to leave him. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't marry somebody that's trying to act like your parent. Your spouse is not your motherfucking parent. And I'm not even married. I'm giving advice on this shit. I shouldn't even be giving advice because I'm not even married. But you can't marry somebody. You can't marry your spouse. I believe that you cannot marry a spouse that's trying to act like your parent. You can't do that. No. Spouse is equal. Because then if you if you marry a spouse that's trying to be a parent, you're not setting a good example for the kids. It can it can kind of two things. It could it can make it could get the the power can get to the kid's head and they think that, you know, when he dates somebody that he owns everybody and he can tell everybody what to do and act like everybody's parent. Or you can kinda um lower the kid's self-esteem, you know, allow him to be treated in any type of way. You're not Providing a good example You know what I'm saying I Men I have so much to say But you know I, I can't be uh, I've been speaking for 43 minutes I didn't even mean to speak this long You know what I'm saying this. I don't even know what to call this topic I'm just speaking off the level I ain't do no preparation or nothing for this shit You know I know I said I was going to talk about black people You know what I'm saying I'm going I'm to I'm try to make this five minutes I'm going to try to make this quick as possible I don't want to go off topic Because I didn't even know I was this long winded Um you know again with black people you know what i'm saying black people as a whole we are divided we're the most divided race we all know that and stuff like that um we always been divided we always will well i don't want to say we always will be but also too you got to understand now i do believe that we're the most divided race and that we always fight each other and stuff like that but you know what it is too one thing i'm going to say is that you know you do got some black it's not a lot but you do got some black people that will support you man you know what i'm saying like you know there's hope for our race you know even though we're the most divided race there's still hope you know what i'm saying just focus on the positive now majority of black people won't support you i hate to say it like that it's just what it is but you know you do got a select few of, of black people that are out there and you know what it is you ain't got to be famous to, to, to get recognition you know um, I'm gonna give you some example. my boy Andre, you know what I'm saying, black guy himself, he supported my poetry and he's he put my poetry out there on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I guess he's trying to help me get you know build up my podcast. I really appreciate that because I wasn't expecting that out of out of nowhere. you know what I'm saying, So I definitely want to thank him for that, you know what I'm saying and um, I don't know his Instagram name by heart, but I'm not gonna put it out there, because I don't. I don't know if he wants his, his business out there or not. But you know, I have to speak to him about that later. But you know, I definitely appreciate him. Appreciate him for doing that. Um, yeah, and then you know, you know, just to briefly get on this, you know what I'm saying? I, when I was younger, going to school, going for my IT degree, you know, I was uh, two classes away from graduating in 2013, but I stopped to do something else. For about four years and then i went back and got my degree in 2018 when i was 21 22 23 i didn't take uh i didn't take life that serious i mean i passed my classes at a 3.0 but you know I, I wasn't staying on top of it you know what i'm saying i was in the point where i didn't realize like i was so ignorant you know i was always told i always believed that college was a waste of fucking time and that you know black people was never gonna find a job because you know i always felt like you know the white man wasn't gonna hire a black man that was my mentality so why try hard anyway you know, I, I had ignorant thinking when I was young. So, you know, I never stayed on top of IT, and I didn't take it serious then. But there was a lot of things I didn't know. Like, I'm going for my CCNA certification. I didn't realize until about two years ago how much money you can make. I didn't know this back then. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. And on LinkedIn, there's a lot of black people that, that uh, you know, that that are making it in the field. And they, it gives me hope. And then it's like, it's almost like family. You know, these black people, they go out and they reach other. I mean, we help everybody. It's not just black people. We help everybody, but they definitely you know you got a lot of black people that's going out the way to help people make it into the field and i'm like whoa you know what i'm saying maybe maybe you know even though black people don't support each other you know what maybe we don't get enough recognition as well you know we do have black people out there that that support people you know um i know this this guy has i'm not gonna put his name out there i don't want to put his business but i know he got a lab everyday movement you know he got his own website and i guess he's helping people encourage people to do labs every day and to study every day to make it into the field i'm not gonna put his name out there because you know i don't want to put his business out there but you know you got some people that's really out there that, that you got a lot of youtube subscribers black youtube subscribers that talks about it and it made me realize like you know what black people do support each other you know what i'm saying i mean we still have to we still have a long way to go but you know what but, Despite the fact that, you know, we always in the news for something bad or stuff like that, like, we do have black people that support each other, man. You know, and I'm not talking about, like, the Malcolm X's and the Martin Luther King's, even though God bless them because they paved the way for us. But you have other black people that are not famous that support each other, you know, and, you know, everybody needs recognition. You know, you do have some black people that go out their way. I have a tutor on the weekends. He's, he's a black person and he's helping me, you know, try to get my CCNA and he's giving me hope that I, I can make it into this IT field because sometimes I do be having doubts to have no experience while I make it because I don't want to repeat the situation I did between 2013 and 2017 because now I'm getting older now. I can't afford to be putting jobs like I did when I was younger. You know, I want something where I'm happy. You know, I can work. You know what I'm saying? Like end of the day, I, I, I don't want to go off topic. i have to talk about that another day. But let's just say, you know, I just want to, I don't mind working hard. I just want to know what I'm doing. If I know what I'm doing, I, 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 I could provide 10, 11 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? I just want to know what I'm doing. And, you know, back in the day, you know, to go off topic, I used to work at Holly, uh, this place, a nursing home where I was working in the kitchen. And, you know, there's a bunch of black people in the kitchen. And, you know, the thing with that job, At the time, I did like that job because I was so good at it. You know, I was like, I probably might be one of the best workers, I might be one of the best workers there. You know, I don't mean to sound arrogant, but I think out of all the workers throughout the years, I might be the top one. I was really good, I knew my shit. I was really good, you know what I'm saying? But you know what it was, and I got complacent. So when I was going to college, when I was 22, 23, 24, while I was working in the kitchen as a food service worker, you know, I got complacent. I'm like, you know what, just fuck this. Hopefully one day I could just come full-time and just stay with this job. You know what I'm saying? Because that was the easier route. And I knew I was good at it. But as time went on, that I'm looking back on it now, it's a good thing that I quit that job and left because you know what it is. For the black people that's there... Yeah, it's more—it's all about you know washing parts and cleaning and stuff like that. I was good at it, but that was some, some labor, and I knew eventually I would have broken down. And the person, you know, I'm working for for you know I'm, no disrespect because you know I know that some white people is probably listening to my podcast, and I'm not putting white all white people in this category, but I just want y'all to understand like where I'm coming from as a black man. You know, I'm working for a white person, and you know, she don't really give you know she really don't care for for the black people like that. You know, and um you know they just work you to death. You know what i'm saying all they do is just work it to death work it to death but the moment you mess up they want to write you up you know they have rules where this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in that job they don't want you to eat in the kitchen but you know we have food we serve the patients but we still have leftover food we have more than enough food but they they don't want you eating the food because technically it's considered stealing but i don't understand that we fucking work there that should be a benefit of working there we work our asses off sweat Sweating in the hot fucking kitchen Busting their ass And you mean to tell them we can't get a plate of food? Are you serious? As long as the patients went first And we served them We have more than enough food to go around The cooks cook more than enough food No it's and You got thrown in the garbage I never heard no shit like that And it's crazy It's like we actually gotta go And hide in a closet Or hide in a tray room Just to see the supervisors will not see it I never heard no shit like that To tell you the truth After a while When I started working I didn't give a fuck no more I was eating right in front of their faces Because yo fuck it Like I worked too hard Like you're not gonna work me to death you know, when, as soon as they need hours, they, they'll hit you up and be your best friend. But the moment you do something wrong, they act like they don't know you. And they'll get rid of you over the dumbest shit. You see, the problem is, in the 90s at Holly Patterson, I wasn't there, but I heard some of the co-workers at the Veterans, they said that, you know, there was a, um, a white food director and she was really good. And she used to look out for them. You know what I'm saying? And that, you know, she was very fair. She gave people a chance. It was a lot of overtime. He was able to make a lot of money. But then I think an administrator came in There was a white I don't know her name Because this is before my time But there was a white lady That was really looking out For the black people She was really You know Going out the way So you know Sometimes you are going to find White people that will Really go out the way For black people Because shit I met white people That were like family And I met black people I want to punch in the face So that's why I never judge A person by the You know Color their skin But now to go off topic, what happened was um, this lady, I think a new administrator came in and then he saw this this white food director right was looking out for these workers. He didn't like that. So what he did was he forced her out of here and started making the hard for and she just wound up resigning. He forced her out of there. And I and I think the real reason why, if I had to take a guess, I think this 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 um administrator I think he was, um, I guess he probably is prejudiced or racist against black people. And you see a white person looking out for black people. He probably didn't like that. So he probably got her out of there and got somebody else that's tougher because, you know, once he took over, he cut, he took like, I don't know. It just went downhill, Like he changed all the rules and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't, I I, man, I, I, man, I could do a whole episode on this, but, you know, I think I'm going to cut it right there. Cause I don't want to go off topic, you know? This is almost an hour, you know, this is a long podcast, um, you know, I hope you guys have fun, time to listen to all of this, um, you know, I know this is a little unorganized, but I'm just sharing the thoughts in my head, you know what I'm saying, um, I don't edit nothing, you know, just straight off the level, so if it sounds like I'm mumbling, I apologize, but, you know, I'm, I'm, giving to you, I'm giving you me, I'm giving you the raw me, who I really am, you know what I'm saying, I know... You know, I might mumble sometimes. I might not be organized, but you know what it is. Nobody's perfect. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving it to you on the first try. You know what I'm saying? So, this is my podcast. This is David Hock. This is David Hockaday, aka the poet. You know, what I'm saying throughout time, I'll be uploading more poetry. Um, I definitely eventually got to send a link of my um, of my uh, my blog post in the bio. I got to do that so you guys can follow me on WordPress. You know what I'm saying? Um, You guys can leave me voice notes. You can ask me some questions. I'm always going to respond. You know, now I got to, I'm in my car right now. I'm about to get something to eat. Now I got to prepare for this interview. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm tired. It's tough, but you know what? Um, I got to pray. You know, I'm just going to keep praying to God. And I have some, you know, I have some things to change. You know, I feel like this year has probably been the most motivated I've ever been all my previous years but i still got a long way to go i'm still not quite there yet i am getting better and i can feel the improvement a little bit but i'm not there yet you know i'm trying to eat healthier i'm drinking a lot of water i've been losing some weight you know, I'm eating a little bit healthier, you know. But it's tough though, because I still have my days where so I still get the junk food, get the pizza, but I'm doing a lot better. You know, it's very, it's very hard to stay consistent, man. You know, for like a good day or two, it's very easy. Like, yeah, I'm gonna eat salad, I'm gonna do this, and you could do something for two days, but the moment you're in a bad mood, and I think the trick is, I think when you don't feel like doing this where well, you gotta go even harder. Because I think that's where it is. When you when you know it's in your mind, you gotta remind yourself, all right, I gotta stop. You know, I think that's how I think this how we gotta beat an addiction. And the next thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about. I might, I think my next episode, I'm gonna get even more personal. I'm not gonna tell you what it's about, but I'm gonna get very personal. With my next episode, it's about me. Um, but I think I'm slowly starting to overcome these addictions. So I think I'm getting strong enough to talk about it. You know, um, you guys can leave me a voicemail. You know, Andre, man, yo, I thank you for. Um oh shit, it's almost damn. I'm almost an hour. I'm almost at maximum time. I'm at fifty-five minutes. Yo, let me hurry in this shit real quick before they cut me off, man. Yo, Andre, man. Yo, I thank you. I appreciate it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yo, definitely, man. You always got my support, man. You know, you always been a humble dude. You know, you don't find a lot of people like that. Yo, keep doing what you're doing. Um And um, you know, I also want to thank somebody else. Um I know for those of you that favored my last episode, I know a person one of my followers that follows my blog i know she favored my um one of my uh, my episodes i want to appreciate you for doing that as well and i think she has a um she has a podcast as well um if i if i if i know the um i be forgetting i got a bad short-term memory i don't know the name um uh, but, you know, eventually I'll find that out. I'll get back to you. You guys should follow her podcast. But uh, I'll get I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that because I don't, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. But, you know, you guys have a good Memorial Day weekend. I wish you guys well. You know, pray to God or or pray to whatever religion you believe in, You know what I'm saying? Always try to become the better person you was yesterday. Yeah, I'm out.